he legit is edging her on and like, yeah. you know, he's like touching her, caressing her, but like he wants to marry to her. Pussy. So <laughs> Yeah. And we were going in completely different directions here. <laughs> Welcome back to Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And today we are continuing on to our what? We are continuing on with our uh, Hathaway read along. We are almost done, which I once know. again feels like it's probably been forever for you, but for us it's really been like three days. It feels like, um, <laughs> but we are or we read. Mine, nope. Oh my god. Married by mine till morning. Mine till morning. Wow. What? Yeah, mine till morning. That's a new title. Haven't you heard about that one? No, I thought I thought I had it wrong. I was like, but I thought it was married by morning. I finally got it right. No, it's Noah's book. Have you not read that one? I wish. That was. That's what we're supposed to read. Stop it! As is like everything is a conspiracy now. She's like, where are all the books? <laughs> y'all, y'all are hiding them from me. Uh, no, we read "Married by Morning" by Lisa Claypass. Obviously, this is Leo's book. Also, Catherine Miss Marks. Um, yeah, what is this book about, Seth? All right, so this book picks up right where we want it to. Um, we got a not really a flashback, but it starts in the past where Leo takes Poppy to Hampshire and to their house, and um, we see this big explosive fight that happens between Catherine and Leo that kind of turns the tables between these two rivals. Um, so I believe. I read this book so long ago. I mean, it was only last week. But anyways, Catherine is about to dye her hair <laughs> again. And Leo can't bear the thought of her beautiful blonde hair, you know, uh, being darkened again. So they have a fight. And this fight turns into, like, them making out. And um, mm -hmm. it's a kiss that neither of them can really forget despite them wanting to. And then later on, it's discovered that Leo must marry and produce an heir within the year. In order to keep Ramsay house, or else the previous Lord Ramsay's widow and daughter will have to, uh, will actually own it afterwards. And he has vowed to never love again, um, but he allows his sisters to have balls and things like that for him to find a wife. But more or less his sight is set on Kat. The, thus starts a game between Leo and Kat as they try to figure out what's going on between them. And as Leo tries to figure out what's stopping Kat from being all in with him. We have to figure out what's wrong with Kat and, like, what her secrets are, what her, what her past is like, and will they work things out? Will they not? Will they be a couple? Will they not? I don't know. I mean, I do know. I read it, but... And hopefully you've read it, too, if you're listening to this, because, like, yeah. why else would you be clicking otherwise, <laughs> if not to get spoiled? 
for the whole book. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because they like our voices and our personality. Oh, yeah. We are. We and... have such great voices. Very soothing. <laughs> the perfect podcast to listen to to fall asleep at 11 p.m. at night. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not with my yeah. laugh. Not with my yeah, yeah, no. Especially when we burst out into song. Really, it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you listening, actually? <laughs> Um, I love this book with my whole heart, okay? Leo and Catherine. Obviously, this is a reread for me. It's a reread yeah. for Seth as well. I just, I had so much fun rereading this book while listening to it this time around. Um, these characters, like, I, I, I remembered that I, you know, that Leo is, like, a character that I love. But I had forgotten just how much I love him. And, you know, obviously he's, his character is very much built, you know, up throughout the, the books yeah. that come before this. And then here you get like actual Leo, you know, his perspective. Ugh, he's just, he gives me very, um, I don't know if this is controversial, but he gives me Sebastian vibes. Like he oh. gives me, he's the Sebastian of the Hathaways for me in how he is. Anyways, maybe that's controversial. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it, but okay. I don't see what? it, but I can maybe somewhat understand it. He's very well. First of all, he's an extremely great lover. Yes. Uh, also, you know, he's very like possessive, but also very uh, witty and charming. And you know, obviously, okay, 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 okay. okay. Without the like villain aspect of Sebastian, but I mean, mm-hmm. like personality wise, for me, he does it. You know. Okay. I, I feel like there's like a deeper understanding with Leo, like a depth to him that like Sebastian never let himself feel or face, and I feel like that's where the differences lie, at least. Bitch, that sentence uh, saved your life because I was gonna if I was like if you're gonna say that Sebastian never had that depth I was like bitch I'm coming over no oh my god are you kidding he had depth and he had a deeper like you know emotional maturity but he didn't discover it until later on but like with Leo he's at least aware of his emotions and he's at least aware of why he won't let himself fall in love Uh uh-huh there's more to my comparison here but that's for later on in the conversation uh who's next yes how did you feel about this book? Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I loved it. Hmm. I did, did you? I did. I loved it. Um, I don't think it topped Harry and <gasps> Poppy's Ooh, book. That's but, controversial. But I loved okay. it. I loved their journey. I loved um, how they were always there for one another. Mm-hmm. And it happened like early, like very early on. Whether they realize it or not. Um, yeah. I also want to be someone... What was it that Leo said? Someone small, bespectacled warrior. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I want to be yeah. that for someone one day. I thought that was really cute. They had a lot of cute moments. and They, they did. did. A lot happens in this book. Yeah. It felt a little long, right? Yeah, like, it no, it did because I was at I think I was like at 20 30 percent I'm like I have to be like at 50 60 percent but it's actually shorter than tempt me at twilight I think but more happens so it's like more packed into yeah. 
lesser like a lesser amount of pages which probably makes it feel longer when it's probably not i don't don't quote me on that though it could be uh, longer (laughs) yeah the audiobook was shorter I feel like anyway. with this book, there, like you said, there's so many things that happen that once something happens, you're like, okay, what else can happen, you know? And then it just keeps going and going and going and building up. And you're like, oh my gosh, it is going there. Yeah, um, there's no dull moments. No, exactly. There's no dull moments and nothing is rushed or like, you know, quickly yeah. glossed over. What about you? That being said, yeah, I I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was my second time, I think, reading it or it might have been my second and a half like I remember one time I really just like read their cute scenes and like but the whole book is their cute scene um but yeah it was like my second time reading it again and I really enjoyed it I loved the characters and I feel like I don't know I just found like a new appreciation for Catherine I feel like her character was just really well developed and I don't know I just I loved her like she's such a great character and Leo he complimented her so well and like Yes, he had his own monsters to face, but I feel like both of them together were such strong characters and, like, strong beings that, like, putting them together was amazing. Like, Lisa Claypass knew what she was doing when she put these two together. Uh, from memory, I don't know why I remembered the wedding or, like, them actually getting married happening way, bef- like, earlier in the book. When it's, like, literally, I mean, you don't even see it on page. It's literally, no. like, the end. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what the hell I was remembering. I mean, if anything, that's like really the, the you know, uh, the theme of these rereads so far is Marge completely misremembers these books. Uh, so it's great that I'm rereading them. <laughs> um, but OK, so let's start our conversation with the fact that and, and as you pointed that out, like there are always like, yes, there's like a rivalry between them. Yeah. Um, but both of them are actually really good people at heart and Mm -hmm. they are quite compatible and would be friends if not for this game that they got going that like neither of them really understand how it it got started, but it just did. And suddenly it was like, well, I just feel like I have to behave in that way with you because that's just how it always has been between us. Um, but from the start here, it's pretty obvious that like both of them care in a way, uh, more so Leo than Catherine, you know, she's, she's, you know, it's, it takes her more time to actually open up in that way with him. Yeah. Um, but I love the scene where, um, they, they're walking to, um, what's it called? Like, uh, this like building that's like destroyed ruins. My God, forgot the word ruins for a second there. They're walking to the ruins of the Ramsey estate, the actual like estate that they were supposed to inherit, but instead they, you know, rebuilt the other one because they didn't know about that, like that part of the contract or whatever. The clause. Clause. Yeah. Clause. So they're walking to the ruins, uh, Catherine and, and Leo, and Catherine wants to draw the ruins and anyway long story short the roof collapses under them and they find themselves uh you know down in some hole some sinkhole or whatever and I love that Leo is literally impaled 
with a piece of wood <laughs> at that point, and his first thought is to make sure that Catherine is okay. Mm-hmm. That you know, he knows she just lost her like, her glasses, and he just wants to make sure that she's okay. And then, like, only then do we realize that he's actually been impaled by a piece of wood because he wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Oh, my heart. No, and it's like, it's not only just that. He was trying to get her out, and he, like, didn't really yeah. worry about himself. And he was like, no, 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 make sure you build it so you can get out. Like, I'll help you. I'll lift you up. And she's like, no, not happening. I'm building it so we can both get out. And that's when she realizes he's injured. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> and also, one thing that they share is... Well, I mean, I was going to say their love of drawing. I don't know how, like, if it's really a love for either of them, but... We learn that Mr. Leo <laughs> has also, you know, a talent for drawing. And um, he's very much um, like Rose and Jack, uh, you know, yes. drawing sexy things, uh, sexy uh, renderings of Catherine's body naked. Um, I mean, that was hot. And I love how he's <laughs> like, I have more of them, but I'll destroy them. Don't worry. But she's yeah. like, wait, you actually draw me naked? What? She's intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what would be your reaction if that happened to you? Like a guy <laughs> comes up to you. Well, I mean, not not like a guy that you don't know, but you say like a guy you're flirting with, you know, and he's like, well, I've been drawing you or like you find drawings of yourself in that way. What's your reaction? Are you creeped out? I think a little like bit. A, I would. Yeah, I would be a little I would be really out. Creeped, out. <laughs> creeped out. No, I'd be really creeped out. <laughs> I would be really creeped out, too. Like, this is the kind of thing that's, like, it's sexy in a book because you can imagine Leo, you know, yep. doing that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's hot. But, like, in reality, I'd be very creeped out. I'd be like, are you a serial killer planning to kill me and then fuck my dead body or something? Because yeah. this shit is weird. <laughs> You know, because, like, they're not in a relationship or anything. And she didn't really even, I don't even think she thinks he likes her at that point, like, as a person. Um, And then another scene early on in the book that I really loved is, um, so you you said stuff that, like, she was going to dye her hair and, again, and Leo goes completely feral. (laughs) He's like, absolutely not. Like, he barges into the room and, like, Mm -hmm. literally she had, like, a test strand just to make sure that the color would come out the right color this time around because it came out green the last time. So she had, like, this test strand and he literally pulls her hair into the water and he's like, no. (laughs) I was like, like, are you going to, like, drown the girl? Like, what are you doing? And, like, they start, like, fighting and, like, end up on top of each other because, you know, they do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. He had all, like, these little questions because, like, she kept being like, oh, no, you're not affecting me that way. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, stronger than whatever this is. And then, like, he kept asking her questions. Oh, I loved that scene. And, like, it happened more than once. And she kept getting them wrong. Yeah. I I was like, honestly, Catherine, me too. I would have gotten all of them wrong. Yeah, like, they were just little rhymes. But, like, it was just so funny. It was, like, it was hot, but it was also funny at the same time. Like, and obviously that's brought back at the end. But, like, at some point he's like, oh, uh, can uh, a widower's wife 
end up with his brother or something no wait what was the question uh, anyway the the answer was like no because it's impossible he's dead and i was like wow i didn't even think about that <laughs> every single answer i was like i don't know i forgot there was one that i also was like um uh, i don't think i got that right either yeah <laughs> uh but i love that like how he kept pursuing her i just yeah i thought it was so cute and i also for Catherine, i thought her like I love that she owned up to her own prejudices towards Leo. And she's like, yeah. you know what? Like, I actually, you don't match what I thought. And I love that she actually vocalized that to Leo and told him, like, mm-hmm. I was wrong about you. And I love that she said that not once, but, like, more than once. Because, of course, she has, like, these preconceived notions of what, like, a lord or whatever he is. Like, what they could be. And, mm. yeah, I love that she, like, took that on to herself. And she's like, yeah, I was wrong. Can we, um talk about the sex in this book (laughs) 17 minutes in sure (laughs) i mean hello this book is hot this book has a lot of sex and it's good sex as well like i'm just saying i think it was last week or two weeks ago i don't remember uh we talked about the characters and like who was the best lover and i said i said leo (laughs) Y'all didn't say Leo. Well, I didn't know Leo at the time. Well, 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 have y'all changed your mind? Because I feel like he should have changed your mind here. I would still go with Kev. He's top, top three. There's Harry, there's Sebastian, there's... No, we're saying in this series, in this series. I, girl, Sebastian, top of the world. and that, that We ain't questioning that. Okay, in this series, then it would be Harry, him, and then Kev? Y'all are delusional. This sex was great. No, I like Leo. And I feel like, yeah, he uh, knows his way around the bedroom. I don't know. There's just like an intensity to Kev that like no one compares to in this series. But there's an intensity here too. Leo is very comfortable taking the rain in the bedroom. (laughs) Like there's that moment where... Does he say, like, oh, I'm your master here? And, like, Catherine thinks about it for a second and she's like, okay. (laughs) And he's so turned on by that. No, I love she's like, and then, like, I love that she always calls him my lord, even, like, when they're married. Even till the end. It's like, does he like this? Does he like this power imbalance, you know, play going? It he works says, for me. Can I, can I say what he says? He says, here yeah. in bed, I'm the master. I'll give you, I'll give orders and you'll follow them without question. Mm. Understood? And then she thinks about it for a second. She's, it says like, oh, she hesitates. She's, and then she she's stiffens, like, okay. yeah. And then he says, good girl, now spread your thighs so I can feel you against me. <laughs> can we also talk about that one scene where like, he legit is edging her on and like, yeah. you know, he is like touching her, caressing her, but like he wants to marry her. To say her. Pussy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we were going in completely different directions here. <laughs> oh my God. Um But um yeah, so what sure. I'm talking about is the one where like he's edging her on and he's trying to get her to agree to marry him. Uh-huh. And she says no, and this man leaves her unsatisfied. And Kat is like, wait, what? What's going on? And he's like, nope, <laughs> not letting you have this dick until we're married. Yeah. How did you feel about yeah. that? Yeah. He had a bit of a breeding kink, too, at one point in the book. Oh, my gosh, yes. I need to bring that up. 
But wait, wait, before we bring up the, the breeding kink, I mean, I can't just say, like, he wanted her to say pussy and then, like, never talk about it ever but again. But that was great. That scene, he's literally like, no, you're going to have to say it. You're going to have to ask me to pet <laughs> to pet you down there. And she does. And that was hot. That was very hot. Yeah. Okay. I can see what you mean. I feel like Sebastian was very much all about the movie. And Leo tries to do the same here with his governess or whatever she is. You know, the companion. That was hot. (laughs) hot. All of it was so hot. There's even one scene where it's towards the end where, like, I guess he doesn't quite fit in the position that they've got or whatever. Like, something's, like, a little not, you know, right. And he literally, it just says that he, like, shifts her hips a little just to, like, you know, slide in a little better. And even that, I was like, Lisa, what the hell are you doing to me? This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm blushing at, like, the little, the, like, the little things that he does, you know? No, Leo's Anyways. a very intensive lover. Yeah. So what what about the breeding kink? Breeding kink, hot. Uh, my man wanted to see her belly swollen with his baby. He needed to see her, um, you know, pregnant for him. And I just love that he, yeah. like, he says it in his head and he's like, I know this is, like, you know, not right, but I, I want it. But he's also the first one, I think, who at first was pulling out out of the previous three. Uh, no, doesn't Harry pull out? There's No. Well, I mean, he pulls out because, like, she's literally in pain, not because he doesn't want to get her pregos. Like, I mean, like, actually pulling out with the intent of not making someone pregnant without, you know, their outright consent. Yeah. Yeah, even Mm -hmm. uh, Westcliff stayed until the end. Actually, Sebastian pulls out. But I mean, like, in this series, again, like, the Wallflowers, it's... Yeah. And even, I think Kev even finished inside her, too. Yeah. But she was the one that was like, oh, my God, can't ever get you pregnant ever because that's going to break you in half. Also, my dick is going to break you in half. So, But it's all about him losing control to the point where he didn't even think about it. I literally, my next point is, I don't even know how I'm going to switch to it, is like Harry and Catherine. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no easy turn into that, so no. uh, let's just announce it as it is. Let's talk about Harry and Catherine. What did you girls think <laughs> From about Brady Kink to brothers and sisters? Hell, <laughs> can we stop? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm just I'm trying to make a switch between hot hot sex to a brother and sister bond. Oh, yeah, she's trying and failing <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Let's just let's just make the switch anyway. Let's just dive in. Anyway, I wanted to everyone. talk about um <laughs> the bond between Harry and Cat and like how we see it unfold in this book. Yeah. How did you feel about their relationship in this one? Because I feel like we get to see more of their relationship grow and like them become comfortable with one another. Uh, since you're the local uh, Harry worshiper, yeah. What do you well, have I to mean, say? it was nice to see them their relationship develop into more. Like how you said, they were more comfortable around each other. Yeah. And just the mm. fact, like, towards the end where he goes after her and she gets taken. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. And he's the one pulling the, the gun to that other guy's head. Yes. Oh, that, that scene was so hot where he just pulled out. Right? It was so hot. I was listening to that and I was like, S is literally, like, squealing right now. I can see it in my mind's eye. Yeah. I love that. Pull out a gun and, like, point it at someone's head. That's, mm. like... 
the hottest thing ever. And the way that, like, his face, like, was described as, like, cold. And, like, he probably would have pulled the trigger if, like, you know, that guy did hide her. How can you, like, he should be a favorite. Why isn't he, like, a top favorite for you? (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, no, he's the top favorite for me. Yeah. Is he? In this series, yeah. What about for you, Seth? Yeah, no, I love Harry. Oh, we we told you the last three books in the series are the favorites. Well, actually, I was I was about to uh, make you girls write an essay and no, you have too many essays to write, so please don't introduce any more essays. Yeah. <laughs> don't add another one to your You're list. Right. As You're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I love how it's a tentative. Uh, you know, brother sister bond at first, yeah. and I love how you know we got we get that little moment of jealousy on Leo's part yeah. and betrayal at, at the beginning when he sees them and he sees Harry yeah. kiss uh, Catherine on the forehead mm-hmm. or something like that. And obviously by that point, Harry is supposed to be in love with his sister, so he's like, well, "What the fuck is going on here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, "Maybe they had a past, but like I still feel jealous over it." Do yeah. I? Do I not? But also, like, he's not with Catherine, but, like, he feels yeah. jealous over something that's not his. He was very possessive. Mm, yeah. But, like, no, 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 I just want to talk about, like, Harry and Catherine. And I love how we saw, like, a shift in his character in this book where he's very much more confident in himself and his relationships with his sister and with Poppy. He's very much grounded in this book, and I like to see that side of him. And, like, I loved Leo. I do. But, like, the fact that he was getting angry that she was turning to her brother all the time for help. I just, I loved that she had someone in her corner. And, like, I loved that, like, you know, she needed her brother and, like, he was there for her because he was there for her in the past. And, like, you can't fault her, you know, for leaning on her brother. And she didn't know she can trust Leo at that time. And she wasn't even willing at that point to trust Leo with everything that's going on. To be fair, though, I don't think it was anger on his part. It, I think it was, like, annoyance because he knows Harry because he he knows who he, who he is as a brother. So, like, yeah. he's annoyed that she's going to go to Harry because he knows what Harry's going to say. And he's yeah. like, I don't want that. No, no, no. <laughs> Not just that. Like, there's a, a passage where he's, like, it's, like, an inner dialogue and he's just, like, thinking about himself and, like, he notes that Catherine goes to Harry all the time for every single thing. And, like, he wanted to be that person that she confides in, that, like, she tells all of her secrets to. And he was, like, hurt and, like, angry that he, like, you know, irrationally angry that, like, she mm-hmm. wasn't coming to him first. I think that at that point, it could also just be that he's very much into the possibility of what they could have. Oh, together. Yeah, 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 Like, he's very much like, okay, let's go. Like, we have something going here. Like, yeah. let's get it going further, please. And she's not there yet. So he wants her to reciprocate in some ways. So it's probably like he's he wishes he was that person because he's there mentally. Like, she's that person for him at that point. But sh- she doesn't feel that the same way in return yet. Yeah. Um, I also just want to mention that um, I love the scene where it's it's when Catherine. So so um, Leo has proposed. Catherine is like, let me think about it. I'd like to talk to my brother first, see what he thinks. And then they go to London and like Harry and um, Leo have a talk. And I love how Leo is like, um, 
oh, so like you're going to tell my sister not to marry you because I'm, I'm like I might compromise her or some shit, something like that. And like he's like, yeah, sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the like little rivalry between them as like, yeah. you know, brothers in law. Well, they're like it's like a it's like a, a square now. It is. brothers and sisters-in-law. <laughs> That's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just loved their sort of friendship that's kind of blooming. And I think by the end of the book, like, they they have a stronger friendship, you know. Yeah. yeah. And between the two of them. Yeah, no. And that was, yeah, a great bond to see, you know, grow Flourish. as well. But um, no, I just, I love seeing, I guess, the Hathaway counterparts integrating themselves in the Hathaway yeah. family and like Harry you know now he's a he's firmly a part of this Hathaway family and like you don't get to say you know you you are in the Hathaway family you are Hathaway at this point mm-hmm. well he is but he he remains true to himself which means he does live away from the Hathaways and they oh, don't yeah. visit that often and like you know they they keep to themselves but also obviously like they know that they always have that big family to go back to whenever they want but no, I, I did I did love the the sibling relationship between Harry and and Catherine, and I mm-hmm. think she needed that in her life because it's one thing to have your own family, which is the whole reason why she wanted to she took up the position as governess for the Hathaways. This was she wanted to see what it was like to have a family I know. from afar, though. Obviously, you know she was very much welcomed into this family. As, you know, a new member, but to her, it never felt that way. She never let herself feel that. Yeah, so it was important that she, you know, find herself, like, her own family in Harry, but also now, obviously, you know, she's officially a part of the family as well. Um, speaking of like her, how she came to be in the Hathaway family, do you want to talk about her past yet, or do you not want to? Yeah. All right. Uh, S, did you see that coming? No. You were wondering about her background. Let's, you want to give, like, a quick breakdown of, like, what happened to her? Yeah, but I just want to know if, like, S was expecting it. Because she was wondering, you know, when we did the last episode, she was like, oh, I wonder what the background is here. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting it. And it was a lot darker than... Yeah. And a lot sadder. Yeah. Which fits Leo. Because his was quite a dark background, you know, yeah. where he started in the series at the beginning. It was dark, dark. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're very compatible in that way. Uh, Seth, yeah, what agree. actually happens <laughs> to Catherine? Sure. So basically, um, once her, her mother died, yeah, it was when her mother died, she ended up, um, no, it was before her mom died, right? When It was when her mom was sick, she ended up living with her aunt and grandma um, who ran a brothel. And we find out really, you know, in the story she was sold to a man named Lord Latimer, and she was only 15 years old. Um, she, her virginity was basically sold to this man, and um, he paid a hefty sum. And before he could rape her, her brother uh, found out and saved her. And, yeah, she ran away and went to finishing school where she ended up becoming a teacher there. And during that time, she ended up taking the name of the headmistress, um, so she became Catherine Marks. 
the headmistress uh, kind of told her of a family that needed a, a companion or, you know, a, a governess. And so she ended up working for the Hathaways while still trying to hide from Lord Latimer because she knows he's really, he's a part of the ton and he's been looking for her for the past, what is she, 23 now? So eight years? She's young. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't think so because of how she acted and the way she portrayed herself in the earlier books. Yeah, but they, you know... uh the owner of that brothel, you know, does mention how it's it doesn't take much for innocence to just go poof when no. you've experienced a little bit of, of that life. So I feel like that's why Catherine feels so much older than she actually is. It's because, you know, she's seen a lot of things and been in contact with a lot of things that others might have not. Yeah. I mean, she was lucky in the sense that, like, nothing bad actually happened to exactly. her. Exactly. She got saved. Uh, she- yeah and no one usually does and even her own aunt was like your brother saved you but my brother didn't save me at 12 years old she was forced you know that was really sad with a man like that was really sad one thing i wanted to talk about and you know this is a great segue into that is Catherine's whole thing where she feels like, and, you know, she has been told that growing up, so, you know, it's no wonders that she feels that way, but she feels that she is, like, predispositioned, I guess, to be a whore, and mm-hmm. that's her words, not mine. Yeah. Like, she feels like she was made for that, and only that, and that she has this, like, like I said, predisposition to act like a whore, which yeah. is just devastating. Yeah. And she feels like it's true because she actually enjoys sex with Leo. Yeah. And she has that moment of guilt Mm -hmm. when she realizes that she's enjoying it. And he's like, you have nothing to be to feel guilty about. And he's like, and what I love about Leo is that he knows and he tells her, you don't feel that way about my sisters enjoying sex. You think that it's great when it's others, but when it's you, suddenly it's crass and it's yeah. ugly and it's disgusting and you shouldn't feel that way. I love it. I love that he, you know, calls her out on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly how she's feeling. I just like that scene was really important for Kat to realize that it is normal to enjoy it. And also, like, it's not something that you can just unlearn. Like, it wasn't a scene that was one and done. No. Like, she heard what he had to say and she believed it. She had to believe it for herself. And, like, it was a constant battle for her. Yes. And I'm jumping a little bit, but... Uh, another interesting part to that conversation is when she's back with her aunt and the aunt says something like uh, she essentially equates being a wife in that time period right. to being a prostitute. And she's yeah. like, there's no difference between the two. You know, it is a transaction for them as well. It's just here we're being honest about what it is and you know, using the right words. And if anything, for us, it's 15 minutes in the dark and then we get paid for it. And I was like, yeah. wow, it's start it's startling to have those two being equated. But like, she's not wrong. She's not. <laughs> like, she ain't wrong. In that time mm-hmm. period, like being a wife, you were literally, you had that one purpose. You were married because of your womb. You were... You basically, yeah, that's literally it. And it's just because you're a part of the ton, it's not considered, you know, crass or vulgar Mm -hmm. or wrong. And, like, because of the name that's attached to your womb, you also. Yes. Yeah. I I was just like, wow, 
I never quite put two and two together in that way, but, uh, well, I mean, yeah, she's not wrong. She wasn't. It's awful. It is awful. Like, I just can't imagine being a woman in that time period. Yeah, no. No, it's just, and, like, going back to her aunt, it's just, like, she had no choice. Like, Mm, she was a 12-year-old girl taken advantage of, basically forced to be with a grown man, and she was then forced to take over the brothel, and she expected Kat to do the same, too, but it's just because it's a cycle, and she just believed that's how it worked. Yeah. Yeah, you can't blame her. Like, you can't say that she's evil or whatnot, which, I mean, again, like, she's trying to replicate onto someone else what happened to her, which, like, is not great. No. I'll give you that, but... But you can understand where she's coming from. Like, she's never known anything else. Or not even a kindness. Not even that. And the way that she that she explains it is, like, traumatizing and disgusting. Like, she was literally going to bed at 12 years, years old and her mom literally told her, oh, I have a man here who's, like, going to play a game with you or something. Like, tell you a bedtime story or some shit. Yeah. Something that, like, a kid would be excited about. Like, oh, yay, like, I get something that I love type of thing. Like, I get attention. And then this man you can guess the game that he wanted to play was not so fun for a 12 year old child. Um, and she was like, yeah, immature, uh, immature innocence existed no longer. No, her childhood was nothing at that point. Yeah. Like I'm at, like, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like she's a 12 year old girl. And of course all she knew was a brothel, but at the same time, like you're 12, she was 12. And like, it would have happened to Kat if her brother didn't come. At 15, they're children. But I mean, I I honestly feel like this did shed some light on like what it was like at that time for, for women. And like, if you didn't have a name, if you didn't have the funds, if you didn't have like, you know, the means to have a good life, you were probably in that same case too. And, you know, adjacent to that is the whole conversation about William, you know? Right. You could say that he's guilty of participating in that, but, in, in you know, kidnapping Catherine and bringing yeah. her back to the brothel and blah, 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 but you can't feel bad for him, you know? And and Catherine... Uh, sorry, you, you can't blame him for it, because Catherine feels that way as well, you know? Yeah. Pe- uh, Penny. Who the fuck is Penny? Oh, my God. Boy, <laughs> it's going down, guys. <laughs> What the fuck is her? Poppy. Poppy. (laughs) Poppy is like, oh, how come you don't blame him for doing this? Like, it's awful. He literally took you, blah, blah, blah. He threatened you, blah, blah, blah. And even Catherine is like, no, I don't because I know he's, he's had a horrible life. I know he's had no choice. I know this is not something that he would want to do, but he feels like he, there is no other way for him that there's no other you know avenue that he has to do that to keep his job and keep afloat because he's he has no one else I have people in my life and honestly William was grown into that as well and he had no other option yeah he had zero option he said I had to do this like I don't know but he was the person that ended up sending the letter to Harry in the first place all those years ago so I mean true he just, he honestly just had no other option at that point by the end of the book. I feel bad for William, honestly, because, like, you know, that's just going to be his life for the rest of it. You know, like, he's never not, he's never going to know anything else yeah. besides that. But now that um the aunt had died, what happens to that brothel? What becomes of it? Who runs it? What? 
what happens to it right i don't know could be worse you know could be an even worse owner what if william takes over because it doesn't show what happens to him at the end right true woody i don't don't know i mean he has no money he couldn't buy it he couldn't buy it he has nothing like you said as this book has a lot more darker undertones Mm-hmm. than I ever and it like initially remembered and when I was reading it I was like uh this is hella dark yeah but um but it's also it's also funny you know this book and witty and charming yeah oh my gosh yes can we talk about Dodger I just feel like we need to talk <sighs> about his arc and as well as like Catherine's arc with Dodger I love him listen the real love story in this book is the love story between <laughs> Catherine and Dodger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about that one scene. So um, they had the ball um, at Ramsey House. She saw Latimer, and she was getting out because she didn't want to endanger the family. And she knew she was found, so she knew she had to get out and, like, go to her brother. So she ends up packing, leaving in the morning. She opens her bag in the train, and all she sees is Dodger. <laughs> Dodger. And um, Mr. Dodger ends up stealing, like, plastic cherries from, like, the person sitting, like, across from her. And, like, the lady wakes up, and then Dodger, li- like, literally becomes a scarf and, like, plays dead. And I couldn't stop laughing. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I want a Dodger. Right? Same. <laughs> He's adorable. He was literally like always there for Catherine. When he brought her the glasses, she had her glasses and he left and he came back with them. I was like, oh my God. But also, he attacked William. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a guard ferret. I know. (laughs) But you don't touch his miss marks, only he can. No, you don't. Yeah. And I oh, love by the end, Catherine's like mourning him because she's like, he was a good, good ferret. He, I'm so sad he died. And then like, Leo's like, he's not dead. He's just with Bobby. <laughs> she's like, I miss him already. And he's like, do you want to see him? She's like, I can't. He's like, no, he's literally right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that meme. I think it's from that movie Brother Bear. It was like, I can still hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh. but you brought up the ball, yes. which, uh, so the whole reason why there's a ball to begin with, well, first of all, they were going to organize one because of the whole, like, oh no, you have a year to marry and sire a child yeah. that is male, uh, or else the, the estate will be passed on to some other family who have suddenly decided that they want the estate now that it's all redone. Ugh, I hated them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, so, Amelia and company are like, well, uh, we should organize a ball and have all the eligible, uh, you know, lady of the ton come over so that you can pick a wife. Mm -hmm. And at first, Leo is like, nah, I can't be bothered, like, whatever. We'll just live somewhere else. Like, we've had it worse before. And then when he learns that Miss Marks has never danced Ugh. before, yes. he's like, actually, we'll have a ball just so I can dance with you. I yeah. was like... Mm-hmm. I know, this man legit had a ball just for one woman, just for one dance. Yeah. Yeah. Leo. But then the the people in question, I don't remember their name, but the people in question that like the the estate is going to be passed on to, they come to the ball. Uninvited, I might add. 
yeah, and uh, the young lady is uh, obviously, uh, you know, a bit of a light skirt, and uh, <laughs> she's all over Leo. She's is that like, another word for a hoe? Yes. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, she has her sights on Leo. Because it's a good arrangement, if you think about it. If it worked out, you yeah, know, yeah. Her, her mom and her get to live in the Ramsey house. He gets to keep yeah. the house. It makes yeah. sense in theory. But she also has herself in a bit of a precarious situation. Yes. yes. Uh, so she's looking for a husband real quick, uh, you know. You know, Catherine gets all jealous. Because she's like, oh, there they are, you know, looking pretty together. And, you know, they're going to have beautiful babies. And he's clearly, you know, in love or, you know, attracted, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Of course he's not, though. Of course he's not, though. Yes. I love that. I love that he literally had a ball just because he wanted to dance with her. I know. And I love the little commentary from, like, him and, like, Mary Penn about the the daughter. And they're, like, talking about the peacock feathers. And then they're, like, you know, it's an amen. And then another one said, like, no, it's, like, um, a blessing or something. I don't even know what. But I was just, I was dying. I thought I just thought it was so funny. The commentary yeah. with this family. Yeah. I love that they were, like, talking in, in um, Romany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like telling each other that like being really anxious about the fact that she was wearing peacocks <laughs> and everyone's like what the hell are you guys talking about over there um no, yeah i just great. yeah this book is full of like you know family moments as well that are just always appreciated with the hathaways it's yeah. really like you know i feel like in the wallflowers Obviously, like, the friendship scenes are what cements the series together. Like, you know, what brings it together is, you know, the great friendship at its roots. But here, it's really the family. And I feel like we've come such a long way with this family, you know, from where they started, where it was very fragmented. You know, people weren't saying certain things. You know, Leo was being an asshole, you know, they were in a difficult situation financially, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera. And they've come such a long way. They have. They're so close now. They love each other. They're there for each other. And they will just love each other no matter what that means for someone, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to note here um leo talks about in this book how close he is with amelia that's his favorite sister and then you kind of like have a flashback to book one where like their relationship is so broken and like you can't really reconcile the two and you're like so wait they were best friends they were like the closest of the two and then sorry out of like the five and like you actually see their bond here and you see like you know how much they mean to each other and I just, like, I love it. I love how we've come full circle there. But also Poppy, you know, she's very present in this mm-hmm. book. And she, too, I feel, has quite a bond with her brother now, but also with Catherine. With Catherine, yeah. I feel like, if anything, one of the least present is Wynn. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Makes sense, though. They were in London most of the time. But also, I feel like we didn't get a whole lot of Beatrix for someone who's the next book. The next book, yeah. I mean, in this one, 
She was barely there. She was barely Dodger had point. more seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dodger was the Beatrix extended. <laughs> As are you at all excited for um, Beatrix's story? Have you started it? No, I haven't. I can't uh, start yeah. another the other book in a series when I'm because I'll get the before stories recording. Yeah, 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 before okay. recording. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Are I you excited that. for her book though? Yeah, I am. Okay. It better be good. That's all I'm saying. I better live up to the hype of what you girls have discussed in the past. I mean... Whoa, 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 whoa. Just go in wanting a good book. That's going to be enough, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of, actually, that's a question. Who do you expect as a love interest for someone like Beatrix? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe someone that's, like, opposite of her? Someone that's more... It could either be someone that's exactly like her, that's, like, very spontaneous and... He better love animals. That's all I'm saying. Or it can be someone that's, like, completely opposite. That's very serious and... I hope I love him because I think this is this is Christopher, right? This is the guy that I said yeah. that This I, is Christopher, yeah. That I'm gonna like. I... You, pre- you predicted you would like him, right? Yeah, I yeah. did. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to, well, unless you guys have any other scenes that you wanted to mention. And th- then again, there's so much that happens in this book. We, for sure, 110% forgot a lot, you know, mm-hmm. to mention a lot, lot. Um, no, we did talk about the kidnapping, maybe not in detail, but, yeah. you know. How did, oh, let's talk about the rescue. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, Yeah. So uh, what happens is Catherine is told by her aunt that she would have to um, provide services to people. Mm. And she's like, she's not about that. And so she doesn't have her glasses and she just knows she doesn't want to live that life. So she tries to escape. And during that time, Leo and Harry make it there and they are trying to save her or rescue her. And that is when Leo decides to tell her he's in love with her, (laughs) like as she's dangling (laughs) off the edge yeah she's like you didn't have to lie <laughs> i okay that's one of my favorite things ever like when they think that the other person's lying about their feelings mm-hmm. like you know when they're like yeah. you don't have to say you love me just because i'm dying like it's okay you don't need to love it but was Catherine trying to commit suicide or did she get, just get astray on the roof and... i think she's trying to escape yeah that's, what, oh. that's how i took it yeah, so I took it. Okay. Because I was like, okay, so the whole establishment uh, is smelling of opium and such. So I was really expecting um, Leo to hesitate a little just because of his own background with mm. opium and be like, you know, just for a fraction of a second, you know, being like, oh, like, should I just because like, he, you know, he's trying to stay away from that type of thing. But obviously, by that point, he's just thinking about the woman he loves and, like, yeah. saving the woman he loves. So, like, he couldn't have cared less. But also, I was anticipating for when he sees her on that roof to not know what her intentions were and to for that to kind of put him back into the headspace that he was in when he tried to commit suicide. Let's not oh, forget Leo tried to kill himself right. multiple times. Multiple True. times. But yeah, he he doesn't, I don't think. No, he doesn't. I think at that point he's more or less trying to get away, like get yeah. her off the roof and like Harry is yeah, trying yeah. to like find rope and like throw it or like he's like the the support 
while uh, Leo throws that rope to her. How did you feel about the rescue scene? Like, I feel like it was really intense, at least in my perspective. Well, it was, and it was so hot. I know we've mentioned it already, <laughs> but that scene where Harry literally points the gun at that guy's head. I know. Ugh, and he's like, so remember me, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> Been a long time coming. <laughs> and I love that even Harry had that satisfaction as well, like, you know, confronting him, but also, like, being the one to, like, make mm. sure he doesn't ever, you know, show face in London again, you know? Like, they got yeah, him. He, like, people are coming to kill him, and he's like, what did you do to my life? And Harry's like, well, you deserved it, bitch. It sounded disgusting, whatever that man was up to. Yeah. Like, his whole establishment to have Leo go there and and realize that it's fucked up enough that he doesn't want to yeah. take in it at his worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Leo to be like, actually, no. I'm, I'm yeah. stepping back. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on there, yeah. but... That was so weird. But, he, I mean, they did mention that there there was a whole thing about, like, being abusive in that environment. Like... Yeah, no. I, so. And was his plan... Was it to introduce Catherine to that whole oh, cult-like thing? I don't know what was going on there. And she was 15, so, like, that man clearly likes them young as well. So I don't even want to think about... He was disgusting. Yeah. They should have cut his dick off. Harry should have shot him in the dick. I was just—I'll just say that unfortunately, Harry saw a reason, and he saw a flicker of doubt in that man's eyes, and he was like, "Oh shit, I can't shoot him." I was like, "Harry, you can, baby. Don't doubt yourself. You can." <laughs> Do you not think Harry knows how to hide a body? I'm pretty sure he would like hide. He would, his body. yeah. He would. Yeah. He yeah. would pay someone to do it. He's got means. He can bury yeah. it under his hotel exactly his room of curiosity a mummy (laughs) how about a mummy add a mummy to the mix exactly yeah they could have but i don't know why i'm trying to convince harry and leo to kill him but you're right i'm just saying he was already (laughs) fleeing london anyway he was fleeing england so they could have just said he left he left don't know where he is didn't see anything (laughs) i was at home why my wife can vouch for me poppy can vouch yeah um, all right. Are we ready to move on to the monster of the story? Sure. S, why don't you start? What do you think the monster of the story was? I think for both of them would be their fear of love. Oh, yeah. Of loving, like for Leo, of loving someone again. Mm. Yeah. And then the fear of losing them. Mm. And then for um, Catherine, I think, the fear of loving and then the fear of... Because I feel like she came into this world and the people that were supposed to love her and protect her didn't. Yes, girl. Yeah. They failed her. They really did. And I guess it's just that fear of trusting someone. Yes. Mm. She really struggled with that. And opening up and being let down again. Yep. Agreed. I totally agree with that. She lets Cam and Mary Pin in to an extent... But never really relies yeah. on him. Like, sorry, on them. Um, and with Leo, it was different because she ended up having romantic feelings for him. But she could never allow herself to trust him because of her, you know, um, inability to trust. And like like you said, mm-hmm. for Leo, he vowed he would never love again. And, like, obviously that's, like, he was emotionally scarred. He faced, like, serious trauma from, like, losing Laura. And, like, uh, he's faced with this woman that he can't help but love. Yeah. Um. You mentioned how it's hard 
for her to trust. But I think it's also hard for her to trust herself. Mm-hmm. Mm. She doesn't trust her own body, her own wants and yeah. desires. She's kind of, uh, you know, she was groomed. And the word actually applies here. Uh, mm-hmm. To have a mindset where she questions the intentions behind her desires, her wants, etc. And, you know, twists them into something that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So, if anything, I don't actually think that the push and pull and the, 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 the fact that she takes so long to accept Leo, I think it actually has nothing to do with Leo. I think it's all her. I think it, it was, yeah, it was her own insecurities and her own prejudices because her only... I would say, like, her only experience or encounter with a lord was Lord Latimer. No, but I mean, I mean, I think she was waiting to trust herself in that decision. She, I like, I think she knew by that point that he was a great guy. Yeah, and, that, yeah, and yeah. you know, he, she asks early on when he first proposes, like, would you be faithful to me? Because I can't do it otherwise yeah. and he's like yeah and she says i believe him yeah he's honest when mm-hmm. he says that so i think the reason why she's so hesitant and takes so long to actually take that leap is because she's still holding on to certain things within herself you know she's still doubting herself not so much the possibility of the relationship between them no i was referring more to like early on like her when they first met and she just didn't know what he was like and she heard all these stories about his promiscuous past that maybe she just lumped him with Lord Latimer and she's like oh he's probably the same and like you know it just grew and grew it there until you know she's proven wrong and interestingly you know Catherine's family has failed her miserably as a child um Leo failed his family miserably at a certain point in his life Mm-hmm. And that has left, you know, that's not something that one can just overcome, you know, and change everyone's mind about his character all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, he's really re- rewritten who he is as a person yeah. during those years um, and whether or not people can count on him. Obviously, you know, there's a gap, a time a time uh, jump or not jump but like you know time passes between the first book mind till midnight and here so you know he's had time to try to rebuild you know his character and his place in this family and rebuild the trust with his siblings and they always loved him but they didn't know if they could count on him anymore for anything because they couldn't Um, but so it's super important. And and this is where, and I'm bringing this back to where I started this episode, essentially, when I said that this, he's to me the most similar to Sebastian in the series, because he says at one point that he needs someone to expect something of him. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Sebastian felt very much so as well. He, his life was empty and he needed a purpose and he needed someone to believe that he could. Yeah. To actually expect something of him and expect him to make the efforts to, you know, do that, whatever that is. Yeah. And he might fail and he might not, but to expect that he can. And for Leo, it's the same thing because after he's completely destroyed 
the bonds that he had with his family and the trust that, that, that there was, he had to rebuild that. And he needed in Catherine someone who believes that he can and has expectations of him. Mm-hmm. Difficult ones sometimes that, again, he might very much fail. But he needed that. Yeah. And I think bringing him back to his family as well, I loved that Lisa Claypass gave him an importance in each of his siblings' stories. Like, he always had a moment with each of his sisters, you know, that he provided insight, he provided advice or, like, you know, guidance in some way. And I feel like he needed that as a brother, and we need to see that as a reader as well. Obviously, I mean, there's a whole lot more. I mean, we talked about the you know similarity the weird similarity between wives and prostitutes in this time period Mm -hmm. which you know kind of goes without saying just how you know women can be tossed around like their meat at a market and you know men like latimer or whatever his name was exist yeah And that they get away with it. And the fact that he thought he owned her, like, that was so disgusting to me. That he paid a sum and he's like, you are mine. Your body belongs to me. That being said, uh, the one thing we didn't mention is um, the way that this book ends with oh, twins. Twins! Our first set of twins. Leo has twins. He's got a baby girl and a baby boy. So that means, and with one day to spare, so that means <laughs> he's really to, uh, cutting it close. Yeah, they get to 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 keep the estate. No, I was just gonna say I love that he was like uber content with just like the like the girl. He's like, you know what, my life is complete. Like, thank you. Like, this baby means the world. And like, even full well knowing if he doesn't have an heir, they lose the house. And then like they come in with like baby number two, and then they're like, here's your son. And he's like, wait, what? It was so But cute. also he had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. And then when it's, it's the first thing she says when she enters the room with his son, she's like, yay, we won't have to leave the estate. And he's like, can't you have, like, don't you have something to say? <laughs> yeah. fact I've been, you know, anxious and stressed for the past 10 hours. Yep. <laughs> and all you're thinking about is your estate. <laughs> <laughs> And for this, for that to come from Wynne, of all people, I know. you know, she's the one who's thinking about it still. <laughs> Probably because her husband is the one that put the most effort into right? it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like... Um, Kev would probably commit murder rather than... He wouldn't let anyone... He would... I feel like he's the person that would burn the house down before letting anyone else live in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Shall we rank the characters, ladies? I didn't even do my list. I can start. Okay, as I do my list. Okay, let's start with female characters. So, I will say Amelia Wynn... Poppy, Catherine. For the men, I will say uh, Cam, Kev, Harry, Leo. It's very much like follows the order of the books. <laughs> Should I go? Okay. Um, it's Amelia, Wynn, Cat, and then Poppy. And then for the guys, Cam, Leo. No, Cam, Kev, Leo, and then Harry. She has to write it down, really? Because I can't remember their names. I'm kidding. I remember them. It's just... um... Well, I literally called Poppy Penny, so I don't know. (laughs) All right. 
for my men, I have um, Cam. Okay, it's interchangeable between Harry and Leo, but let's just let's just say Harry, then Leo, then Kev, and then for the the women, I have Amelia, Wynn, Poppy, then Catherine. Interesting. Very different rankings, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our discussion <laughs> and this book. If, if this was a first time uh, read for you, uh, if there's anything you would like to add to our conversation or you would like to let, let us know, feel free to find us online. We are on Twitter at the RTM pod, as well as on Instagram at Romance and the Monsters podcast. You can also email us at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube at, uh, well, I mean, just search for the name of our podcast and you should be able to find us. And we're also on TikTok at Pod. If you are looking for me specifically, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at foes and lovers. And you can find me us on both Instagram and Twitter at buttthisbook. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. And also, please feel free to leave us a rating or review or subscribe to us on any of the podcast platforms. It means the world to us. And also, it just makes us feel good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.